You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. America WK with your host, Andrew WK. Really have never liked admitting when I haven't been feeling top notch. I won't even use the word sickness. I don't like to even say that, even to myself in private. But I'm telling you this now to try to encourage a little more vulnerability in myself to let go of that kind of pride in never feeling less than 100%. America WK, Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon on the Blaze Radio Network. on demand uh welcome thanks for being here thanks for listening so i want to talk today about immigration a little bit it's been a big uh you know have you heard about this immigration thing have you heard this is this is going on immigration have you heard about it um it's uh, it's been a it's a been a particularly big topic the last couple of weeks and i wrote something about it you know i concentrate a lot when i write i concentrate a lot on sort of cultural issues um maybe often with a kind of faith-based slant although those aren't the only kinds of issues that are important or that I care about. I think these are the, the, the most important kind of issues, cultural issues, the most important kind, because if we cannot save our culture, if we cannot retrieve our culture from the grip, the death grip of liberalism, then none of this other stuff matters, even immigration. You know, we could shut down the borders and stop all the illegal immigrants from coming. But if we are dying from the inside anyway, then what what difference does it make? Um, but still, immigration is important. So I wrote something about it, and it had to do with the tragic case in San Francisco that everyone's heard about at this point. Um, or, well, if you get your news from, uh, I, I guess, NBC and ABC and MSNBC and those guys, then maybe you haven't heard about it. But, but I think most people that would be listening to this have heard about the tragic case in, uh, of the, the young woman who was killed by an illegal immigrant in San Francisco, which is a, which is a sanctuary city. Uh, an immigrant that had been deported five times finally came to San Francisco looking for sanctuary got the sanctuary and then summarily used that protection to murder a, um, an American citizen, a young woman. Now, this is all kind of wrapped up in as well, the comments from Donald Trump. And so I, I addressed those comments as well. And I made the point that, you know, Donald Trump was not wrong about what he said. Um, unfortunately, though, because I simply stated that Donald Trump was not wrong about what he said about illegal immigrants and that they're bringing crime and drugs into the country, which they are, not all of them, but some of them are, so... You know, if some people in a group are doing something, it's accurate to say the people in this group are doing that thing. Doesn't mean everyone is. It's just that some people in the group are. But in any case, so I defended the accuracy of his statements. And then I was accused and I've been accused all week of uh, being a Donald Trump supporter, which I am, which I am not. I think Donald Trump is largely a fraud and a clown. And I mean, he was a Hillary Clinton supporter up until he decided to run for president. So he's just saying the things, he's a carnival barker. He's just kind of shouting things and saying things that he think will rile, thinks will rile people up. Uh, but he's not making any good points. If he stumbles on a truth, it's just that he kind of stumbled on it and he knows that, that uh, it'll, it'll fire up the base, as it were. Um, so I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. And I don't really want to, right now, go over that or focus on that again. What I would like to do is, this is what I realized from writing about immigration um, and the, the issue of illegal immigration, that there are a lot of people who maybe with just like every other issue, there are a lot of people who really don't understand the basics. A lot of people who 
I think are otherwise intelligent really don't understand why we should protect our borders and enforce our immigration laws. So what I would like to do is just take this down to the basics, the fundamentals, and explain why we should not have open borders and why if someone comes here illegally, we should deport them and just basically do what everyone else in the world does, what all other countries do, and enforce our immigration laws. So I'm reaching out right now to the open borders advocates, um, whether they're open borders advocates because they really believe it or just de facto. And I, am, uh, I have a, a vain hope that I can help you understand the open border advocate, uh, the illegal immigration issue in America. And I'm sure you've heard that this is a complicated and controversial matter, but really it's not. It's easy. See, there are some topics in the U.S. that are complex and uh, naturally contentious. Um, Topics where right and wrong might be difficult to discern. You know, like Breaking Bad versus The Wire. That's one of those kind of topics. Very controversial. Can, you know, cause a lot of strife in relationships. And... um, and it's, it's hard to really know the truth. But illegal immigration is not that sort of topic. Illegal immigration is simple. Um, not simple to handle after decades of non-existent immigration enforcement, but simple to analyze, simple to know the truth about it. And certainly not easy for the immigrants themselves, but easy for us to understand. And here's the simple equation. We have borders in this country. We have laws. We must enforce those laws and those borders. And if someone comes here in a manner not consistent with our laws, we must send them home. And if your first act as a would-be citizen is to defy our laws, you cannot be a citizen. It's very simple. I didn't say it's very pleasant. I didn't say it's very fun. I said it's very simple because it is. Every nation in existence has borders and laws. Every nation that has ever existed, save our own, generally goes about enforcing those laws and those borders. Mexico fortifies its own southern border and has no patience or mercy for trespassers. And then it turns around and then it turns around and lectures us and we actually listen to them. Right? Now, if other countries don't enforce their laws and borders, um, it's most likely because they lack the resources and capabilities. But if they have the resources, they certainly do it. But here in this country, we have a unique situation. We are able, but unwilling. Uh, We may be the first nation in the history of humanity that actually has to argue over the basic concept of having and maintaining a border. Now, I don't know, because I haven't studied every country that's ever existed, but it seems to me that when you go back and read history books, you don't find this to be a a normal argument that, that, that countries have within themselves. Now, countries might argue with other countries about should your border be here or not. That's pretty common. But I don't find in my study of history that you'd commonly have cultures of people, you know, civilizations where they say, well, maybe our country should have no borders at all. Unless it's like Nazi Germany we're talking about and they think they should have no borders because their country should actually take up the entire world. Uh, But that's not the case here. So we are dealing with a flood of third world immigrants right now. And it's a problem. And all we have is politicians and citizens who are throwing up their hands and saying, well, I guess our choice to not enforce the border proves that the very concept of a border is obsolete. 
We have no other option but to, be, but to become an amorphous blob of a geographical territory, virtually indistinguishable from the nations surrounding it. That's the only chance. That's the only choice we have. Our failure to enforce the border, our refusal to enforce the border, has proven that it's impossible to do so. And it's really quite insane. So I've decided to compile a kind of helpful um, FAQ, a fact, to to answer most of the questions and objections commonly raised by people who don't understand why America should have laws and borders. All right, there, there are a few questions that, that, that commonly come up, and I'm going to try to go through those and answer them. Uh, the first one is, well, isn't it hateful and mean to deport illegal immigrants? And that's a great question. The answer is no. I can only speak for myself, I suppose, but I, but I guess that many anti-illegal immigration folks echo my sentiments. I do not hate illegal immigrants. I don't even fault them for trying to sneak across the border. I don't fault them for doing it. Uh, despite popular perceptions, immigration enforcement is nothing personal. Okay, It's not a personal affront to the people who are being enforced against. If I lived in Mexico, I would want to leave also. I wouldn't want to live in Mexico any more than Mexicans do. So some in these hordes are unsavory characters, as we know. Um, a good number are, in fact. But many are also searching for a better life. And I get that. I sympathize. Unfortunately, though, a man's pure intention does not erase the law, nor does it negate the necessity of things like borders and organized lawful immigration procedures. So you you think uh, another example, um, a boy in the city might rob a liquor store because he honestly believes it's the only way to help his mother pay the grocery bills. All right. And the fact that he committed this crime under duress and out of concern for his family may very well minimize his moral guilt. I'm sure it does. And I'm sure that when he gets to those pearly gates, God will look upon him with great mercy and compassion. Now, does that mean that we should erase the laws against robbing liquor stores because this guy had a good reason? Or a better reason than most? Is the liquor store owner now a bully and a fanatic if he takes measures to stop future robberies? even if those robberies might also be at the hands of kids in similar situations. Should the police reward the young man by letting him keep the money he stole? No. And no. And also no. And why is that? Because for one thing, um, that would be, what's the word for it? Anarchy. Okay? For another, robbery is still objectively wrong. And for still another, store owners deserve protection from the law. Without it, there can be no stores. And then we'd all end up like the kid with the gun, right? Second question that comes up that I've gotten a lot. Isn't immigration enforcement a right-wing conspiracy? Which is, a, this is an interesting thought, but as a member of the right-wing conspiracy, I can assure you the right-wing in America cannot conspire to do anything, much less enforce the borders. Uh, it couldn't even conspire to win an election after four years of one of the most incompetent and disastrous presidencies in American history. So the right-wing conspiracy cannot even conspire to, like, cook a hot pocket in the microwave much less do anything else. I've been at the conspiracy meetings, trust me. So no, this is not a right-wing thing. In fact, a lot of, a lot of Republicans are, are against immigration enforcement, same as Democrats. This is just a common sense thing. A country cannot exist without a border, and a border cannot exist without laws, and the laws cannot exist without enforcement, so it's all very logical. The true conspiracy is among those who oppose immigration enforcement. That's the conspiracy. And you can divide that camp into two factions. You have one, corporations. And this is one of the greatest and most easily debunked myths in, in modern politics is, is the one about uh, left-wingers hating greedy corporations. 
this is ridiculous. In truth, their social agenda relies on the strong arm, on unethical tactics of those corporations. And immigration is a perfect example. These corporations want illegal immigrants to come in because it's cheap labor. Um, I used to live, for instance, in southern Delaware. And a lot of people don't know that southern Delaware is like a mecca for illegal immigrants. Uh, You wouldn't necessarily think it, but it is. And there are a lot of uh, corporate chicken farms and things in southern Delaware. And a lot of, you know, people working there who who potentially maybe don't have their, not all, you know, their documentation is not to snuff is what I'm saying. So there are a lot of illegal immigrants in southern Delaware. And I've seen this firsthand. I've lived around it. There are people who benefit from illegal immigration. And it's not the average citizen, but it is the corporation. And then number two would be the politician, specifically the Democrat politician. Democrats, as you know, own the Latino immigrant vote because they're really good at identity politics. Um, So they want to recruit illegal immigrants and fight voter ID laws because that's how they win elections. And then you have dumb Republicans who kind of help them because they're dumb and self-destructive. Illegal immigrants are not people to Democrats. They're just voters. In the minds of politicians, there's a profound difference between a person and a voter. So next question. What about the children? Yes, the, uh, the children. It's always funny, you know, in a morbid kind of way. When progressives pull the think of the children card. Because apparently in their view, it's immoral to refuse children entry into the United States as long as they're attempting to enter through the southern border. However, if they wish to enter through their mother's birth canal, we can not only refuse them, but suck the brains out of their skulls and incinerate them for fuel. So that, which, which actually did happen in, in Oregon. Um, so perhaps we should think maybe of babies as birth immigrants, and then, and then perhaps they'd be protected from murder with the same fervor that we protect born children from being put on a bus and brought back to their families in their home countries. Illegal immigration is another issue where those who generally advocate for the most sinister and diabolical institution known to man all of a sudden become compassionate and empathetic in regards to the lives of children. But this compassion and this empathy is just a mask. It's a mask they wear to cover up the fact that, in truth, their hearts are numb to human suffering, which is why they feel nothing as millions of dead children pile up beneath their feet. So the open border liberals who use the plight of children to advocate for their position, they're just using them. That's it. It's just exploitation. They don't actually care about the kids. Personally, I do feel a great compassion for these kids. But we can't set the law aside completely. And I think our concentration has to be, well, let's try in our culture to grant basic human rights to our own kids. Let's try to do that first. And then we can worry about branching out, you know, across the globe. Next objection. People will say, well, America is a nation of immigrants. Okay. And I've never understood how this is a relevant point. Most nations are nations of immigrants, aren't they? I mean, very few people no matter where they live, can trace their ancestry all the way back through the millennia to the very location where they currently reside. Humanity spread and pioneered and settled across the world. Most of us can follow our roots and, and find them buried somewhere you know, that is not our, our current place of, of, of residence. As far as America is concerned, you know, immigrants came here from all over. Uh, they settled legally. They forged a life. And things were different then. Notably, there weren't as many people here. 
And it is kind of funny how we hear so much about the, the myth of global overpopulation, but America is still viewed as the one place that can fit an infinite number of, of inhabitants. Much like the pants we wear here in America, our, our geography is elastic. We, it just keeps expanding and we can fit everyone. Um, so we, we think, you know, the whole world is too crowded except for America. It's the one place. But of course, overpopulation is a lie. Um, so the problem with illegal immigration isn't one of a lack of space. It's more of a lack of jobs, a lack of money, a lack of resources. Not to mention back in the old days, immigrants came here and helped tame the wild land. They pioneered. They dug in and did their part to build our, our once great civilization. Illegal immigrants of modern time, on the other hand, are often coaxed over with Spanish, Spanish language food stamp advertisements and, and visions of, uh, of you know, a free education and free health care. So our great-great-grandparents came here to make this country. Many, many illegals of today come to use it, and I understand their desire to do so. I don't fault them for it, but there is a big difference between then and now, a very big difference. Final question I hear a lot, and I heard this week. Isn't it unfair to expect immigrants to navigate our immigration process? And this is an interesting idea, unfair. I mean, isn't it unfair to let them skip the immigration process while millions of others went through it? Isn't it unfair that legal citizens get treated like Osama bin Laden at the airport? Isn't it unfair that the NSA has unfettered access to our phone records and internet activity? Isn't it unfair that you can't even get your license renewed without producing five forms of ID, a vial of blood, and a stool sample? Isn't it unfair that you're documented, tracked, counted, monitored everywhere you go all the time? Isn't it unfair that it requires less identification across the southern border than it does to buy cough syrup at Walmart? Yes, all of these things are unfair, which means the immigration process isn't unfair because it's very consistent with what the rest of us are dealing with on a daily basis. Now, if you want to tell me that bureaucracy is out of control, everything is more complicated and less efficient because of it, uh, then I will agree. And you could tell me that we need to cut down uh, the size of government and force it to handle its essential functions with speed and competency. And I will agree with that. And you could tell me that this should happen with our immigration process. And I will agree with that, but I will also insist that we start elsewhere when it comes to streamlining and making everything more efficient. But in the meantime, open borders are not the answer. Open borders are never the answer, never the answer. Unless, of course, the question is, what's the quickest way to bankrupt the country and ensure democratic victories in every election from now until our society collapses and we turn into a lawless hellhole like Mexico? If that's the question, then I guess, yeah, open borders really are the answer. All right, that's going to do it for me. Um, hope you guys have a great weekend, and I will talk to you next week. Akruche Salud. Godspeed, everybody. Blaze Radio Network.